Okay, Bruchem Abba'am. <coughs> Welcome everyone. We have a very special Agra de Perkashir this morning. It's wonderful to see everybody. We're going to speak about the Yom of Lag Ba'amer. Firstly, everyone is invited tonight to our shul. We're having a shir, a suda, Yoimah de Hilula, a bonfire at 499 Harbor Drive. Everyone's cordially invited. There'll be dinner, there's a barbecue. Everybody's invited. Bruchem Avam to the Kalal Agar the Perk. We have two very exciting announcements. We mentioned on Friday that the Sefer L'Kadamei Arneni is being worked on in English, being adapted in English for Art Scroll for this upcoming Hanukkah. But we have excellent news today, and that is we're also working on a Sefer on Lagba Oimer for next Lagba Oimer Haba Alena Latoiva. So even though for business, it's better to spread them out. It's easier to get funding and to make it happen if we spread it out. But what can we do? Hamalacha Meruba Vahayoim Katsar. There's not enough time. So we have to just get them out. So uh, whatever anybody could do to, to help out, it's Tavayalechem Bracha. Um, the the Svarim in English really get very wide dissemination. And if you want to have the Zchus of connecting to the great Tanoim, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shembar Yechai, Tavayalechem We have an amazing topic today. We're going to discuss one of the very well-known Gemaras and Shas, perhaps the most famous Gemara in Shas. It happens to be one of my favorite Gemaras. We discussed it Pesach time, but now we're going to uh, present it with a whole new spin. The Gemara tells us about a controversy that erupted between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabban Gamliel. Now just some background is in order. This is in the aftermath of the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. We know that when Rabbi Yechel ben Zakkai snuck out of the cities the city of Yerushalayim. So he met Vespasian, and Vespasian uh, told Rabbi Yochum and Zaka that he would accede to his request. And one of the things that Rabbi Yochum and Zaka requested was, Tenli Yavne Vechachameha. Please give me Yavne and her sages. Give me Shoshoto de Rabban Gamliel, the royal dynasty of Ram Gamliel. <clears throat> Ram Gamliel was the Nasi in the aftermath of the Chorban, and his opinion was he was Nahag Nesiasoi Berama. He accorded himself with great authority because he felt the Jewish people were reeling and in order to consolidate their power, in order to show strength, he did not tolerate any challenge to his authority. He did not suffer fools, to say the least. Ram Gamliel had a very strict policy that in order to enter the Beis HaMedrash, one had to be Toichai Kabaroi. And people who were, so to speak, somewhat hypocritical, were not allowed in. The Gemara tells us a story that somebody, a certain student came before of Yeshua, and he wanted to know, is Mariv discretionary or obligatory? Rabbi Yeshua said it's discretionary. He came before Ram Gamliel. He said, Ram Gamliel, is Mariv Rishus or Chayva, discretionary or obligatory? Ram Gamliel says it's obligatory. So this student started to instigate. He said, what do you mean, Rabbi Yeshua said? that it's discretionary. So Gamliel said, okay, let's wait until all the rabbis, the shield bearers, get into the Beis HaMedrash. When they entered the Beis HaMedrash, the Shoyal, which by the way, the Gemara does not identify who this was. We're going to have to wait till the end of the story to learn to discover who the Shoyal was. He asked, is Mariv a discretionary or is it obligatory? Rangam Gamliel said obligatory. Rangam Gamliel said, 
Does anyone argue on me? <laughs> Nobody's arguing Ram Gamliel. Nobody would have the courage to argue on Ram Gamliel. Rabbi Yeshua said, no, 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 not me. So Ram Gamliel said, he didn't take that. Ram Gamliel said, but they told me in your name that it's Rishus. Rabbi Yeshua, so Ram Gamliel tells Rabbi Yeshua, stand on your feet and let them testify against you. Rabbi Yeshua stood on his feet. He said, if I were alive and you were dead, I could contradict. But now that I'm alive and you're alive, we can't contradict. So Rabbi Gamliel said, that's it. Rabbi Gamliel continued teaching. Rabbi Yeshua was standing and he did not authorize Rabbi Yeshua to sit down. As if to say, look, I'm in charge over here. I'll let you know when to sit. You challenge my authority and I'm going to show who's the boss. And the people started murmuring. Now you have to know, it's not the Tamid Chacham that started challenging Ram Gamliel, but rather the Hamoinam. Like some people they come to learn, some people they come for politics. You know, some people, how is davening? Ooh, the drasha was amazing. Some people, uh, well, the conversation during Chazar's Hashats was, and some people, they, they, they come to the shul just to pick up the politics. So the people, the, the common folk, started bad-mouthing Ram Gamliel. They told the Mitorgaman, stop darshaning. How long will Ramgamliel distress Rabbi Yeshua? Last year, on he distressed Rabbi Yeshua on Rosh Hashanah. If you remember, Ramgamliel ordered Rabbi Yeshua to come to him on the day that Rabbi Yeshua believed was Yom Kippur. And the year before, Ramgamliel distressed Rabbi Yeshua regarding Hilchais Bechar. Now he's distressing him. They said, we need to depose Ramgamliel. Who should we put in his place? Should we put... Rabbi Yeshua, no, he's the Balmaisa. It's going to look too politically charged. Let's appoint, should we appoint Rabbi Akiva? No, he doesn't have the Zuchus to protect him from the wrath of Ram Gamliel. We're going to appoint Rabbi Lezben Azariah. He's wise, he's wealthy, and he's, he has Yichus. He's wise, he can answer questions. He's wealthy, if he has to go to the Caesar, he could go. And he is of prestigious lineage, 10th generation of Ezra, so he has a chus and Gamliel will not be successful in um, in punishing him. Now, Rabbi Elizabeth Azari said, let me go ask my wife. His wife said, it's not a good idea. Maybe they'll depose you. He said, you know what? It's better to be a king for a day even if they'll ultimately depose me. It's interesting, he said, I have to ask my wife, and then he didn't listen to her. So apparently it was just a token gesture, but not that he was actually going to listen. In any event, uh, the Gemara continues, on that day, <clears throat> he did not have white hair. He grew 18 rows of white hair. This is what it means, Amr Ablazim Azariah, but not Mamish ben Shivim Shana. That day, they removed the guard of the Beis Hamedrash because Ram Gamliel had a policy. Kol Talmud she'ein toichai kabaroi lo yikonis the Beis Hamedrash. On that day, the Gemara says they had to add 400 or 700 rows. It's very interesting. The allowance of Talmidim into the Beis Hamedrash is actually a matter of halacha. We know in the first Mishnah of Perkei Avais, it says, V'he'amidu Talmidim Harbei. The Anche Knesset Hagdoila said three things. One of them was to establish many Talmidim. The Bartanura says in contradistinction to Ram Gamliel. Ram Gamliel held, Kol Talmid She'in Toichai Kabaroi, 
Ali Kanes the Beis Hamedrash. The Anshe Knesset Doila agreed with Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah. The Gemara continues. <coughs> the Gemara says that ultimately Ram Now, the Gemara says that on that day, a Ger Moyavi came to the Beis Hamedrash. And Rav Gamliel had problems with them because and Rav Yeshua said, no, it's not a problem because Ba Sancherev Ubilbel Kal Ha'umais. Ba Sancherev Ubilbel Kal Ha'umais. And the Gemara says that ultimately Rav Gamliel felt bad and he decided he's going to be Mephias Rav Yeshua. So when he got to his house, he saw that the walls were black he says to Rabbi Shua, from the walls of your house, it seems like you're a blacksmith. And Rabbi Shua mysteriously said back, Woe to the generation that you're its leader. You don't recognize, you don't feel the tsar of Tamil Chachamim, how they support themselves, how they're, how they're sustained. So Rabbi Gamliel said, you know, I afflicted you, be me. And Rabbi Shua didn't want to be Meichalim until he said, be me, Laman Kavoid Beis Abba, in the merit of my family, in the merit of Hillel. And... He did. Now the Gemara says, now that they were Meichel Ram Gamliel, now that Rabbi Shua was Meichel, so they wanted to reinstate Ram Gamliel. They didn't know what to do. To demote Rabbi Yeshua, to demote Rabbi Lezben Azariah, Malin B'Kodesh Ve'en That they should be equals. You can't do that. There can't be an assistant rabbi. It's a recipe for disaster. So what they decided was, Ram Gamliel will darshan three weeks, Rabbi Lezben Azariah will darshan one week, and this is what it means, Shabbos Shalmi. To which the Gemara concludes, and who was the student that asked the question, was Mariv a Rashus or was Mariv a Choiva? It was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Now there are a lot of questions you could ask over here. Why was the identity of the student so top secret that it was reserved until the end of the story to reveal? If we don't want to say who it is because he was stirring up the pot, then we shouldn't say his name in the end of the story. And if it's okay to say his name, so say his name in the beginning of the story. Why hide his identity in the beginning of the story and reveal the identity at the very end of the story? One of the most amazing Svarim, not only on Lagba Oimer, but Svarim period, is the Sefer Kedaihi Rabbi Shemayin. Kedaihi Rabbi Shemayin, written by the great Goin and Baldarshan, Rav Pinchas Friedman, Roish Koilulim of Hasidei Bells. Now he's one of the Rashi Yeshiva in the Yeshivas of Bells. And he asks, and he has like 60 something Mamarim in uh, his Sefer Kedaihi Rab Shimon. And we're going to be weaving together a number of his Mamarim, Maimer Samach Beis, Maimer Samach and uh, further uh, many, many of his Mamarim discuss this topic. Why Why is it that the Gemara hides the identity of the student in the beginning of the story and does not reveal the identity until the very end of the story? Furthermore, why is the Rashbi stirring the pot? After the Rashbi asked Ram Gamliel, is Marav Roshosa Why does he go back to Raman Gamliel and say, well, that's not what Rabbi Yeshua said. 
I mean, is that a good idea? Imagine you ask your rabbi a shayla. You go to another rabbi, you ask him the same shayla. And when he gives you a different answer, you say, well, that's not what the other rabbi said. You know, that is a one-way ticket to sure machlaikas. If you ask one rabbi, don't ask another rabbi. And if you ask another rabbi, have the good sense not to tell the second rabbi what the first rabbi said. I mean, what's, what is the Rajbi doing? Why is he stoking the coals? Why is he, you know, rates in Iran? Why, why is he instigating over here? It's like he's fanning. And the Rajbi is a student of Rabbi Akiva. He knows what happened to the students of Rabbi Akiva. So once he asked Rabbi Shul, what's he asking on Gamliel? And if he, and Gamliel answers him, to tell Ram Gamliel what Rabbi Shua said. He knew Ram Gamliel and Rabbi Shua had a history already. <laughs> he knew two times Ram Gamliel had issue with Rabbi Yeshua. Why would he tell Ram Gamliel what Rabbi Yeshua said? And not only that, Rabbi Gamliel said, let's wait until the shield bears enter. And then Rabbi, then the Rajbi asks again, Ram Gamliel, what do you say about Marev? It's like he's setting this whole thing up. The Gemara tells us, in Masech Shabbos, Daf Kuflam and Chesam is going on to Kuflam when the rabbis entered Kerem B'Yavne, again, the, this is in the aftermath of the Chorben, when the Jewish people were reeling, they made a very dire prediction. They said, Asida The Torah is destined to be forgotten from the Jewish people, like it says, the Torah will be forgotten. Whereupon the Rajbi stood up and he said, Chas v'shalom! He says, Ki si shachach mi pi We'll never be forgotten. What does it mean that they'll be searching for clear halacha? It means that they won't find definitive halachic ruling, but heaven forbid the Torah will never be forgotten. Why does the Gemara tell us when they entered Karim B'Yavna, they made this dire prediction that the Torah would never be forgotten. Who was the Nasi in the time of the Yeshiva, the Masifta of Karim B'Yavne? It was Ram Gamliel. Ram Gamliel of Yavne. He was the one who proclaimed, called Talmud She'in Toichai Kabaroi Lo'yi Kanes And he's the one who fought with Rabbi Yeshua. Now we understand why this dire prediction was made. When the sages entered Karim B'Yavne, in the time of the Nesiyah, Saram Gamliel, who decreed that only a student, Shatoichai Kabare, is allowed into the base Medrash. And since, as the Gemara says in Sukkah, Ra'isi b'nei aliyah v'hein mu'atin, I see the children of, a, of who, I see that the students who are looking for aliyah are very minimal. So the, the rabbis said that Continuing in this approach of Davka Kol Talmud Shatoichai Kabaroi Yikanei Sabeis Hamedrash, continuing in this pro approach, the Torah will be forgotten if we insist, if we continue in the Derech of Ram Gamliel, that only basically perfect Talmidim are allowed into the base Medrash. That's the end of it. That's the end. Of the Torah will never have continuity. There will be no endurance of the Torah. But it was the Rajbi's Shita who said, Ki si mi pizaroi, chas Torah mi Ooh. 
So says the Shvile Pinchas, when the Rajvi saw that Ram Gamliel was a Nasi, and he was not allowing students into the base Medrash, only a student, that was Teichel Kabaroi. The Rajvi saw Baruch HaKodesh, that he had to figure out a way, he's going to come up with a way where they're going to depose Rabban Gamliel, put Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah in. Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah had an open-door policy, and this way all students would enter the Beis HaMedrash, and that would ensure So in the beginning of the story, we can't exactly say who it, who it was. Because it looks like he's just stoking the coals, he's raising them on, he's just, you know, instigating. But his kavana was to remove Rabbi Gamliel because with such a policy, the Torah would never be, have endurance in the Jewish people. So therefore he started this fight, so to speak, between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Shua. He said, Gamliel, Rabbi Shua, what do you say about Marav? The Rajvi knew the Ra- that Rabbi Shua said it's Rishos. So he asked Rabbi Gamliel, what do you say about Marav? He knew Ram Gamliel said it's a chayva. He's, and then he says, well, Rabbi Yeshua told me it's Rishus. Ram Gamliel had this all planned out. So Ram Gamliel calls everyone to the base matter. She calls in Rabbi Yeshua. And the beginning of the, the deposing of Ram Gamliel begins. Now we have to ask ourselves the following question. Why was Rabbi Yeshua the instrument through, to bring about this important remedy and tikkun and klal Yisrael that Ram Gamliel should be deposed and we would install Rabbi Lezab and Azari who would allow all Talmidim into the Beis HaMedrash and why Rabbi Lezab and Azariah was the one who commanded the Shomer to allow everybody everyone in so for this we have to come to another element which is uh, introduced to the Jewish people in the teachings of the Zayar HaKadosh of the Rashbi and Parshas Meshpatim who says, This refers to the area of Torah called Torah's HaGilgal, the reincarnation, where even though it's above our pay grade to know what the exact meaning of it is, and it is our job, we focus on fulfilling all the halachas of the Shulchan Aruch without focusing on what is our specific mission and who were we beforehand, but nevertheless, there is a um, very rich tradition and Messiah regarding the Gogulim of most notably individuals in the Tanakh, even uh, Tanoim, Amoraim, and even Rishonim. Now, simply put, when Ram Gamliel came to Rabbi Shua's house and he says, from the walls of your house it looks like you're a blacksmith, the Tashbates deals with the following halachic ruling that a Avbezdin, or a Nasi, or someone of public Torah eminence, is not allowed to do melacha before the people. You can't, he can't be dragging benches. He can't be, you know, mowing the lawn. You can't have the Gadol Hadar mowing the lawn. It will demean his esteem in people's eyes. So Rav Gamliel sees, but B'tzina, Privately, you're allowed to. Now, Ram Gamliel never saw Rabbi Yeshua do malacha because Rabbi Yeshua is the Avbezdin. But when Ram Gamliel went to Rabbi Yeshua's house and he sees Ram, Rabbi Yeshua clearly had some kind of malacha, he was a blacksmith, he said, I didn't realize that privately you do malacha. To which Rabbi Yeshua said back, Woe to us that you're the Gadol Hadar. Because as the 
Nasi of the generation, it is incumbent upon you to be aware of the financial status of the Tamid Chachamim, because it is the job of the leaders of Klal Yisrael to ensure that Tamid Chachamim are taken care for, taken care of from the community. And apparently, you're not aware of this of the situation that we're going through. But there's a deeper meaning over here when Ram Gamliel says to Rabbi Yeshua. It seems from the walls of your house that you're like a, ba- a blacksmith. Namely, who is Rabbi Yahishua? The Ramami Pano, in his Sefer Gogulei Neshamais, Ois Yud, he tells that Yahishua, the Tano Rabbi Yahishua, Rabbi Shoben Chananya, was the Gilgal, the Ibor of none other than Yahishua Koingado. We know Yehoshua ben Koingado was thrown into the fire with Achav. And the reason is, the Pasuk says, And Rashi explains from Chazal that Yehoshua Koingado had a big indictment. And that is, his children married Gentile women and he did not protest. And therefore he was punished when he was thrown in the fire and he was scorched. We have this mercha kafula on the word zeh, that Yehoshua was singed when he was thrown into the fire. Yehoshua Koingado, because his children married Goyim, and he didn't protest. And therefore, says Ramami Pano, the secret, the secret of the Tana, Rabbi Yehoshua, being a blacksmith, that refers to the fact that in a previous life he was Yehoshua Koingado, who was thrown into the fire and was singed. But says Ramami Pano, that wasn't the only person he was a Gilgal of. Who else in Tanakh was thrown into the fire? Haran. Remember? Avraham challenged Nimrod. And Haran was sort of straddling both sides of the fence. He said, if Avraham is saved, I'm on his side. If Avraham perishes, I'm on Nimrod's side. And Avraham was saved. So Haran said, throw me into the fire. And Haran was burned. So Haran was not really Moisar Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem. He thought he would be saved. And says the Ramah in Gogulei Neshamais, Haran was Nisgalgel as Yehoshua Koyin Gadol, who is the Ud, Mutso Meish, the firebrand, same from the fire. Haran was the one who Nimrod threw in the fire. And because he was Moisar Nefesh HaKadosh Hashem, he was elevated to the level of Yehoshua Koyin Gadol, who was the Tikkun of Haran. And... Hashem wanted to save him because he died Al-Kiddush Hashem and therefore the second time around when he became Yoshua Kohen Gadol, he was saved. But even Yoshua Kohen Gadol had an infraction. He let his children marry Goyim. So he was Nisgalgel as the Tano Yehoshua. Marv Rabbi Now we see from Rabbi Yehoshua the idea of Kol Talmud She'en Toichoi Kabaroi we could bring him into the base Medrash. Because even though first time around Haran maybe had improper motives, but second time around he was a bigger tzaddik, 
And ultimately, he was elevated to the status of the Tanu Yehoshua. So we see from the life of Rabbi Yehoshua that even though in the beginning you're in Toichoi Kabaroi, let him into the base Medrash. Mi Toichoi Lishma Ba Lishma. Now, the Ramami, the um, Shvilei Pinchas and Hasefik Dai Reb Shimon says this is the secret of what we say in Avais to Reb Nasan. That Rabbi Yochum and Zakai said about Rabbi Yishu ben Chananya that he's a Chut HaMeshulash, a thrice repeated thread. How is he a Chut HaMeshulash? Ah, Haran? Yehoshua Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Chananya. And Marv Rabbi Isai, who was Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah, says Ramami Pano. Not only was Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah 10th generation from Ezra, and not only was he a Kohen, and not only was he wealthy like Ezra, and a Kohen like Ezra, but says Ramami Pano, he was the Gilgal of Ezra. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was the Gilgal of Ezra. And who was Ram Gamliel? Ram Gamliel was the Gilgal of Nehemiah. And why did Ram Gamliel lose his Nesios? Because just like Nehemiah, if you remember, we're going to learn momentarily. The Gemara asks, Sefer Ezra Nechemia, who wrote it? It was mostly written by Nechemia. So why isn't it called Nechemia? Why is it called Ezra? So the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, because Nechemia kept on saying, Hashem, remember my merits, remember my tzidkos, remember my righteousness, remember my zuchusim. So because Nechemia kept on saying, God, remember me, Latoiva, he... He, we don't call the Sefer, Sefer Nechemia, we call it Ezra. So likewise, Rabbi Gamliel, he exerted his authority like Nechemia, and therefore he lost his Nesios. Ram Gamliel was the Gilgal of Nechemia. And just like Nechemia asserted himself excessively with authority, and he said to Hashem, remember me for good, remember me for good, remember me for good, and he lost the name of his Sefer, so too Ram Gamliel asserted himself too many times, and therefore he lost his Nesios. We know, by the way, it's very interesting, that originally, when the Torah was forgotten, Ezra went up and he reminded us the Torah. He strengthened the Torah. So we could say likewise, Marv Rabbi Isai. Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, the Gilgal of Ezra, when the Torah was going to be forgotten in Kerem Yavne, So Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah was ensured the Torah would not be forgotten. Just like Ezra. Allah mi bavel viyasta, Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, Allah, and he reminded us the Torah. By the way, there's a, an incredible album. The album says, Shimon HaTzadik was Mashiari Knesset Sagdali. He said that the world stands on three things. Torah, Avodim, Moschah, In the times of the Anshin Knesset three these three pillars were fortified. Through Zerubavel, Yeshua, they fortified Avoida. Ezra fortified Torah. 
And then Nehemiah built up the walls. And this is what it means he was Allah. He fortified the Amud of Torah. So maybe we could say that just like Ezra fortified Torah, so too Rebbe Lezim and Azariah allowed all the Tamidim in. He fortified Torah. But Nehemiah fortified the walls, similar to how Ram and Gamliel fortified the authority of the Jewish people, the security, the establishment of the Jewish people. But now let's study this. The Gemara in Sanhedrin and Daftadi Gimel Mabez asks, all the teachings of Sefer Ezra were said by Nehemiah. Why is the Torah not called by the name of Ezra? Excuse me, by the name of Nehemiah. The entire Sefer Ezra was written by Nehemiah. Why isn't it called Sefer Nehemiah? Amr of Nehemiah took credit for himself. God remember me for good. Look what I did. Look what I did. He took credit. Since he took credit, he lost credit. And it's not called Sefer Nehemiah. It's called Sefer Ezra. By the way, it comes out amazing, Reb Pinchas Friedman points out. Why did Reb Lezeb and Azariah, why is he appointed in lieu of Rabban Gamliel? It comes out amazing. He just like Nehemiah lost the name of his Sefer to Ezra. You hear this? Rabban Gamliel lost the Nesios to Rabbi Lezeb and Azariah. Now, the Ramami Pano doesn't spell this out exactly. The Ramami Pano just says that Ezra, Arabism Azar was Ezra, Ramgamliel was Nehemiah, and because Nehemiah said, Remember me for good, Ramgamliel lost his Nasius. But who did Ramgamliel lose his Nasius to? He lost it to Rabbi Azariah, just like, like Nehemiah lost it to Ezra. Now, watch this. Comes the Chida in the Sefer Maris Ha'ayin. And the Chida says, there's just one little problem over here. I don't know about you, but what do we call the Sefer today? You call the Sefer Ezra? We call it Ezra Nehemiah. Nowadays we don't call it Ezra. We don't just, we don't call it just Nehemiah. But we sort of gave Nehemiah back his role. We didn't give it back to him entirely and only. It's still called Ezra, but it's also called Nehemiah. Why is it also called Nehemiah? Says the Because why did Ezra, why did Nehemiah lose the name of the Sefer? He took credit for himself. And he lost the name of the Sefer. And it's called Ezra. And it was called Ezra for many, many years. Until Nehemiah came back in a Gilgal as Ram Gamliel. And Ram, and Ram Gamliel was punished 
for Nehemiah taking credit for himself, so he lost the Nasiyas. But then, once he lost the Nasiyas and he was punished, and he asked for Mechila, just like Ram Gamliel got the Nasiyas back, albeit not solely to himself, he shares it with Rabbi Lezab and Azariah, so too Nehemiah gets the name of the Sefer back, albeit not entirely, he shares it with Ezra. So originally it was just called Ezra, and Nehemiah lost it entirely. But then when Nehemiah got Kapara Yidei Ram Gamliel, so Nehemiah, just like Ram Gamliel, gets his Steller back, he, he becomes Nasi again, Nehemiah gets the name of his Sefer back. Now, it comes out that this student, although in the beginning of the story, it looks like he's just stirring, stirring the pot. And rates him in on. And he's just, you know, instigating, instigating. But look how the story has a happy ending. Because he was able to de- demote Ram Gamliel, depose Ram Gamliel. They instituted a new policy, an open door policy. All the students came uh, running in. They added 400 to 700 benches. Thousands of Tamidim were, were uh, added. And as opposed to what was in the beginning where Asidin Torosha Teshtakach Mi Yisrael, in the end, it was Kiloi Sishachach Mi Pizare. So in the end of the story, the Gemara says, by the way, now that it has a happy ending, if you want to know who was the student who instigated this whole turn of events, it was the Rashbi. Ah, uh, the Rashbi up to his regular modus operandi. Chas v'shalayim. The Rajbi orchestrated the whole thing in order to facilitate that the Torah would not be forgotten from the Jewish people. In fact, the Pasuk, Ki loy sishachach mi pi zaroi is soyfei tevois yoichoi, says to Ferris Shloimoi of Radomsk. The name yoichoi is soyfei tevois yud. Aleph, Ches, Yud, Vav, which stands for Yoichai, because the Rajbi was a nitzitz of Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Rajbi ensured, Kiloi, Sishachach, Mipizarai. That's why the Rajbi orchestrated this whole thing. And if I can add two Chidushim Noiroim, Mamish Matonois Menashamayim, we could say. If you look in the last parak of Sefer Nehemiah, which we had this chus to learn when I was living in Queens, we were giving this shir in Nevi'im and Ksuvim on Tuesdays. This is going back, you know, 10 years ago. We learned together. I'll never forget it. I don't know if I'm never going to forget the material, but I'll never forget that I learned it with you. We learned Sefer Daniel. We learned Ezra. We learned Nehemiah. We learned a number of the Trey Asar. We learned to Megillah Asrus that if you look in the final chapter of Nehemiah, one of the things Nehemiah has to deal with is some people came from a faraway land. So the Malbam asks, what was the issue with Amon
What was the issue? Didn't Sancheirev come and he was Mavalbel Kolo Umais, like Rabbi Yeshua says in Brachos? And perhaps we could answer, you're right, Rabbi Yeshua says that in Brachos, but this is Nechemia, and Nechemia is Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Gamliel in Brachos held, not like that. He held that Sancheirev was not Mevalbel Amoy Nemoyav. So Nechemia here in Parakigim Nechemia is Rabbi Gamliel Lishitase, who did not hold Sancheirev was Mevalbel Amoy And if we may add another amazing idea. The reason why uh, Rabbi Gamliel lost his Nesias is he followed in the ways of Nechemia. He exerted too much authority over Rabbi Yeshua, just like Nechemia said, God, remember me for good. How many times does Nechemia, in the final chapter of Nechemia, say, God, remember me for good? Then we have in Pasuk, Chaf Bez, Zachrali Eloikai, Vechusa Alai, Kerev Rachamecha. Then we have in Pasuk Lamed Aleph, Zachrali Eloikai Toiva. Three times Nechemia says, Remember me for good. And corresponding to that, Rabbi Gamliel asserts his authority over Rabbi Yeshua three times. Once in Bechayrois, once in Rosh Hashanah, and once regarding whether Marav is Rishus or if Marav is a Chayva. So, it's very interesting that who orchestrated this whole turn of events, that the Torah would not be forgotten from the Jewish people, that Ram Gamliel was deposed, that we were able to ensure that, that we're able to ensure that there's no uh, um, closed-door policy. This was all instituted by the Rajbi, but we don't say his name. It occurred to me that if you remember in the Haggadah Shal Pesach, we learned that the Haggadah was a replay of this story. That's why the Haggadah, for the Haggadah to begin, that there's a Chacham and a Tam and a Rasha She'eni Yadei it has to be when Rav Gamliel is deposed. So that's why the Haggadah begins, on Rav Lezer ben Azariah, Hareyani Kiven Shivim Shana. It was when Rav Lezer ben Azariah was appointed the Nasi. And that's how all the Kinderlach are allowed into the base Medrash. But by the end of the story, we let Ram Gamliel back in, and he gets three weeks, and Ram Gamliel says, Perhaps this explains, you know, in the Haggadah, there's no mention of the following Tana. Why does the following Tana not appear in the Haggadah? The Rajbi. Why is Rav Shimbari not in the Haggadah? Well, maybe because just like he's not mentioned in the, dep- the deposing of Ram Gamliel in the story of Brachas, well, if the Haggadah is merely a narrative of this story, so just like in the story, Rav Shimbari Echai's name is not mentioned, perhaps also, perhaps in uh, the Haggadah, he's not mentioned either. Okay, Rabbi Isai, so one of the great principles of Lagba Oimer is the Torah will never be forgotten. Let's just develop that very briefly. We know the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva all perished. And of course they stopped dying on Lagba Oimer because they all died. 
And on Lag Ba'omer, the Chidah says that Rabbi Kiva began teaching five Talmidim. They were Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai. The learning of Torah, meaning we would have thought that that's the end of the Torah. All the students are dead. But Lag Ba'omer is the day that Rabbi Akiva began to teach again. And he demonstrated to the world by teaching the Rajbi that the Torah will never ever be forgotten. So this is the symbol of Lagba Omer, the eternity of the Torah. And although it may seem that the Raji was stoking the coals, but his kavana was to have an open door policy so that all the students can enter the base Madrash and this way he would fulfill the meaning of his name. The I wish you all a freilich and lag ba'omer and bracha v'hatzlacha kol tov. Oh. Rabbi. Yes. When, when the Rashbi 